Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Check out a back with you. Our number two here of the program, 515-264-1700. Phone number to dial up. You want to get involved with the program today. Your thoughts on the NFL draft as we get ready for Thursday night in the opening round. Here to talk about that and much more. He is Andrew Gardis. He has worked sports on earth, a myriad of different places. He's all over the place, and he's with us right now on Jimmy B and TC. Andrew, good afternoon. Hey, how's it going, man? Ah, can't complain about things. Getting ready for the draft and uh well trying to trying to decipher through all these smoke screens what exactly what's true and what's not right now. Yeah, it's uh you know, in, in the at the time of the year when I like to just kind of call everything lying season, this is probably the height of hunting season when it comes to 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 lying rumors to take down. It, it's it's tough. Uh, you know, everything you hear, um, you pretty much have to take with a massive grain of salt because this is when teams are. You don't know if they're trying to manipulate uh, a guy's draft stock or make a trade. You know, spur a trade on. It's just, uh, you know, it's just smoke screens everywhere. Well, at the uh, top is the Cleveland Browns as we await what they're going to do. Many years, it is a foregone conclusion by this point who's going to go number one. Is that the case here, or are you a believer in the myriad of different rumors that are out there? No, I I feel pretty confident Miles Garrett is the guy. Uh, Everything I've been hearing points that direction, you know, uh, you know, not just stuff I'm hearing, but other people, uh, you know, both who cover Cleveland and cover teams nationally, are saying Browns front office. You know, it, everybody feels 99% sure that Garrett's going to be the guy. Uh, it does look like they that Cleveland may be trying to try trade back in from that 12 spot to jump into the top 10 again. So I, I think what people are feeling is like, well, of course, you know, this is a team that needs a quarterback. They're going to go quarterback. And then naturally you assume number one. But Garrett, to me, is the best player in the draft, and it seems like the Browns feel that same way. And they feel close enough you know, to, to take their chances and grab a quarterback at 12. But if they can move up and get Mitch Trubinsky, from what I understand, that's something they'd very much like to do. The question is how much are they willing to pay? We know teams like the Jets are very anxious to move out of the top ten. So is there a deal somewhere in there? Uh, I think you know. I think there could be some movement for the Browns, just not with that first pick in the uh, on Thursday night. San Francisco sits there. There's been conversation this week about Trubisky uh, being a possibility for them at two. The Bears uh, a possibility as well. Uh, tell me more about Trubisky. Why why he is this prospect that a lot of people are liking at this level? Is this Everybody needs to, these teams need to find a quarterback, and it doesn't matter if it's a good quarterback draft or a, a good one. You're still looking for the best one, and, and this is the guy? Yeah, I mean, this is, this is the thing, is, is we get into this every year, uh, and I think we got spoiled for a while with our Andrew Lux and whatnot. Uh, you know, even, even Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, people felt like these were, without a doubt, you know, top shelf starting quarterbacks. They could walk in day one, and maybe there would be some rough spots, but they'd be ready to go. And you don't get that feel with this class in general. But that said, everybody seems to really like Trubisky, and I can't really fault him for that. I'm more of a Deshaun Watson guy. But this is a guy who is a very – he's not someone you can make a very easy one-to-one comparison with. You know, like you can't say, oh, he's the next Andy Dalton, although they have similarities. He's 
tall, solidly built guy, very good athlete, has some you know really good mobility, very efficient in the pocket, uh, can reset his feet when he's moving around and then fire off a pass. Um, you know, he's very good play-calling temperament. He's a guy who, who's not going to get rattled too much when it comes to, uh, you know, figuring out where he needs to go with the ball and, and seeing things pre-snap. Uh, he needs a little help in his throwing mechanics. You know, it doesn't, and this is what reminds me of Dalton a little bit, doesn't drive the ball uh, as consistently as he could. I, I don't love his, his velocity as much as, as, as I do some of the other quarterbacks. But as we've seen with Dalton, Dalton's added that to his game over as time's gone on. And I feel like Trubisky is a guy who, you know, is Dalton-esque in some areas of his game, but has has more to him and more upside than what Dalton has shown. So I think a lot of people are seeing, you know, Trubisky as a guy who, of the group that's there, is you know the a, a nice high ceiling, but also a pretty reasonable floor. So nobody's going to really get themselves fired for taking him. Um, and, and I think that's part of the attraction. With this class, people are just looking for someone who is going to be good coming in and maybe not that pro ball Hall of Fame quality that we've been, like I said, spoiled over the last like five or seven drafts, seemingly always having guys at the quarterback position who fit that bill. We're talking with Andrew Garda, taking a look around the NFL draft. Uh, I am a big Deshaun Watson fan. I am certainly not a scout by any measure of uh, of scouting, but I just like the kid. I think the tools are there, and in the end, what he did in Alabama in those two games, the last two national championship games, it carries a lot of weight to me. What are the knocks against him? I, I know he threw more interceptions than you'd like to see. Matt Ryan threw more interceptions than you'd like to see his senior year. What else is against Deshaun Watson as an NFL quarterback? Well, I'm, I'm with you on the Watson shilling, because uh, so maybe I'm not the best guy to ask, but... <laughs> Let's play the game. Uh, you know, his his height isn't quite what everybody really loves. He's a little bit more slim uh, than people would like. You know, when I hear about uh, his build, people bring up uh, guys like Teddy Bridgewater and, to an extent, last year, Jared Goff, where people are like, will they be able to take the, the pounding of an NFL, you know, an NFL season? Um, you know, to me, uh, he... he the other concern, and and I don't I don't think it's really a lot more legitimate, but it it to me plays better, so to speak, is Clemson's offense was pretty simple, and so he did a lot of simple underneath clo- uh, throws off of predetermined reads, um, you know. But to me, I, I've seen enough, and like you said, the two Alabama games, putting the games on his shoulders, carrying his team when they really needed him to, and and even though they didn't win the first one. They still were in the game, and a lot of that was Watson to me. And, you know, he gets the ball out of his hands so quickly. He does a, he does a good job moving with the ball when he needs to. You know, the, all to me, all his little flaws are little flaws. You know, things like this, the, the ma- muscle mass that he could add. Uh, you know, things like the concerns about his overall ability to handle a bigger offense or a more complex offense, which I feel like, from what I've heard, he's settled in a lot of interviews this year. Uh, you know, and, and some of his mechanics can be a little bit wonky and get a little bit sloppy, especially when he's on the run. I think all of these things are things that he could very much uh, improve. So even though he doesn't have the ideal me- measurements, and occasionally you know, his mechanics will throw his, his accuracy a bit wonky, this is a guy who delivered on the big stage, and he has the improvisational ability to, to extend the play, and uh, I, I am excited to see what he could do at the next level. I think in the right situation, he, he's going to be flat out the best quarterback in this class, and maybe that's a low bar this year, but I think he could be something special.
Yeah, I am right there with you, and we will see what happens there. What do you think the Bears are going to do at three? As they sit there, they have been incredibly quiet. Uh, as you look at Chicago, plenty of needs out there. Safety's been talked about. Quarterback's been talked about. All kinds of things have been talked about. Where do you think the Bears go? Yeah, you know, I don't think they go quarterback. I I, I, I suspect they want to see what Gannon can do for them. Or, and, uh, or Glennon, sorry, mm-hmm. Gannon. Uh, Mike Lennon could do for them. And, uh, and, and I think they may take a quarterback in, you know, second, third, any other round. I just think high in the first round, they, they're, they're happy kind of with what they have and they know they're going to, they need, they need to build a little bit. Um, you know, I, so I, so everything I've heard and everything I see, I just don't think that we're going to see a quarterback in the first round. I think you're going to see very likely a, a DB, uh, you know, a defensive back, a guy like Jamal Adams, mm-hmm. maybe Marshawn Latimer. Uh, Matt Latimer, maybe that's a little high for him, but I think he's definitely, uh, they're both definitely guys that are high on Chicago's watch list and I think would be great fits. I mean, there there's a lot of defensive holes, you know, for the Bears, but I think you can't go wrong for them with continuing to address the secondary. And, and I personally think Adams would be, the pick. I think that would be a great pick for them and it would fit really, really well. Uh, I would be, I, again, I think they'll look at quarterbacks maybe day two, possibly even day three of the draft. And, and I think, you know, you, you've heard some rumors that they've looked a lot at running backs. Don't get distracted. Don't, don't start going after some of the hot names like Fournette. Bears aren't going to be in on that, but I wouldn't be shocked if they take a, a running back in, in the second or third round as well. Could there be a possibility that they could find a partner to trade down with? Absolutely. You know, and, you know, again, this is interesting because the Bears, to me, haven't really been as loud about wanting to move as, say, the Niners to an extent and much more, obviously, the Jets. Uh, but the Bears have had feelers out a little bit. And, and I think, you know, this is a team that, listen, it, it, this, they need a lot of defensive help. You know, and we did, you know, they – they could go quarterback. They could go running back. They could go a couple of offensive directions. But more than likely, those are things they're going to address the rest of the draft. So this first-round pick to them has to be the right pick. And there are so many very good defensive players. You know, they know they need more than just one. They're not going to pull one guy in, put him in there, and it's going to change the face of the defense forever. So if they can move back a little bit, maybe get some extra picks so they can really address the defensive side of the ball and what is a very target-rich environment for the year, I could totally see them moving back. And again, like I was saying, rumor is that Cleveland really wants to move up and see if they can get Trubisky. Some of the other teams in that top 10, there aren't a ton of teams that need quarterbacks, but they're there. If the Browns can move up and listen, if maybe the deal is a little bit better in some way, shape or form than what the Jets want, I could see the Browns moving up and maybe Chicago moving back. And I think that would be a fantastic move for them. I mean, they could still get a a quality player, just outside the top 10, and they pick up some more picks for later on in the draft. And again, what is a great defensive draft, in my opinion. What about the wide receiver position? I think uh, down a little bit from past years, it appears there's three guys that might hear their name in the first round. Mike Williams of Clemson, John Ross of Speedster from Washington, and then Corey Davis, who was just ridiculously good at Western Michigan. You always wonder about competition there, playing in the MAC. But of those three guys, is there a guy you like the most out of that group? I really love Mike Williams, and that's despite the fact that the, the name Mike Williams was probably <laughs> is probably it needs some help, yes, you know, because yes. we had two Mike Williams in this in this league before, and they didn't work out. But I think that this is a guy who's going to to win back that game or win back that name. Uh, I think 
Williams, to me, is a fantastic receiver. He's my top wide receiver in the draft. Uh, you know, he, he had a tremendous year last year. Clemson, 98 receptions, 1,300-plus uh, yards, 11 touchdowns. Uh, you know, he's a guy who has great body control. He can be effective digging the ball off the turf uh, and just as effective snatching it out of the air. He's a natural hands catcher. Uh, he, he can use his arms to ward off defenders and create some separation. Uh, at his size, I'd like him to be maybe a little bit more uh, physical, but I think it's there. Like, I think he's there and can do it. Um, he missed all of 2015 with a neck injury, but he was totally healthy this past year. I haven't seen any red flags about his health. He's a guy who could be a fantastic safety blanket for a young quarterback or a huge weapon for a veteran quarterback. I, I love Williams, and I think whoever, whatever team gets him is going to get a really special receiver. Uh, give us a look at a couple of other local teams here. Let's start down in Kansas City with the Chiefs. A lot of people think maybe the quarterback of the future could be going there. If a Pat Mahomes is still there, maybe some of the other quarterbacks we talked about fall down to 27 quarterback or another position where do you think the chiefs are looking you know i if if a guy like mahomes is there i wouldn't be shocked if they they grabbed him um you know not so much because they're completely dissatisfied with a guy like alex smith but because i think the value would be there i, I think mahomes is an intriguing prospect but he's a guy who much like must of much of the rest of this class kind of needs a little seasoning so you sit behind Alex Smith for a couple of years. You've still got a team that's very good and competitive because you've got a good quarterback. You continue to build the offense and the defense. Uh, I think Mahomes in a couple of years becomes the starter, and you're in good shape. Uh, I think you know Kansas City is in a position to where I don't really feel like they can go wrong with their pick. Uh, you know, if they don't go Mahomes, they could see what's there at wide receiver. I mean, it, it, they've got Tyreek Hill, and you've got Travis Kelsey at tight end, and those are both quality players. And Kelsey's fantastic. But you can never have too many receivers, and I feel like they've struggled to get that balance between you know having two receivers that they could rely on beyond the tight end position. So I could see them address that. And then you know as we've said many times, this is a great defensive draft. They can always add you know an edge linebacker, an edge uh, pass rusher, and be in really good shape. I think Kansas City is in a great position to to go any number of directions and be really successful with their first round pick. How about up north of us with the Vikings? No first-round pick. They don't pick until 48. Spielman has done a lot of wheeling and dealing, moving up, moving around in the draft, especially early on. Uh, what do you think the Vikings are up to? Standing pat, or do you expect movement coming up Thursday night? I think they probably stand pat. Um, but, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, the one thing that, you know, as you point out, the Spielman has done some wheeling and dealing. When there is a guy that they loved they've been willing to move up and go grab him um the thing is is normally they have another first round pick unfortunately for vikings fans often high um so that you know it's almost like a bonus pick like they're just moving up their second pick to grab someone with first round quality and they don't have that to lean back on this year so i, I you know wouldn't be shocked if they saw someone they really loved fall that they moved in but i think that i think the vikings stand pat you know maybe move up a little bit in the second round at most I, you know, a, a lot of rumors that I'm hearing, uh, you know, in the scouting community is that they're looking very hard at wide receivers, running backs, and uh, and you know, naturally offensive line. Unfortunately for the Vikings, this is not a great offensive line class, and you know, I can't see them. There will be some quality guys I think that could drop guys like Lamp that may be there uh, latter half of the first round, but I can't see them jumping in 
uh, from the second round of the first round to grab an offensive lineman when this isn't you know a draft where you're going to get a, a, an instant home run. So I think you may see them address offensive line possibly in the second or third round, and then I, I think they're going to continue you know building depth at the wide receiver position, and I think they're going to look at running backs really really hard earlier in this draft. I mean, Adrian Peterson's gone. I, I love the guys that they still have there. I liked Jerick McKinnon, but he didn't really step up the way I expected him to last year. Mm-hmm. So you could see them kick the tires on a couple of running backs in the second and third round. So I, I think I think they may go offense earlier in the draft and then, you know, lean on the defense as they have it right now. Uh, you know, maybe pick up some depth in the latter portion of the draft. But I unless there's someone really fall in love with and I haven't heard anything to that effect. I don't see them jumping back in the in the first round this year. Andrew Garda with Sports on Earth joining us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Andrew, a last thing for you, a look at our local prospects. Uh, University of Iowa guys anticipated maybe going third, fourth round, as high as second for a couple. Uh, you heard anything new on Desmond King, uh, the cornerback, maybe a safety, uh, Jaleel Johnson, George Kittle, C.J. Beathard. Heard anything new on those guys or it's just kind of wait-and-see mode right now for all of them? I think for the most part it's wait and see. I mean, you, you do hear a little bit here and there, and, uh, and you know, it, it's hard to say because you, you, track the, you track visits and you track all that stuff, but, you know, you've got some teams that will never draft anybody they actually bring in for a visit, right. and then some teams that will only draft people they don't, you know, they, they don't bring in, like the Giants. The Giants, you know, are, are a hard team to read because they never really seem to uh, bring in guys that they're going to draft. Uh, I, I like a lot of the guys you mentioned, and I think that a lot of them are probably going to go in the middle of this draft, um, You know, maybe even, like you said, I think you said starting in like the third round or so. I think you're looking at a guy like um, maybe Beathard, who's mm-hmm. going to be more of a, of a, uh, of a you know, late-round sort of five- or six-round guy who I really like. Uh, I think, you know, in... Everybody's going to look for the next Dak Prescott. I don't think Beathard is that guy, but I think he does have upside, and his floor is at least backup. And I think, you know, we've seen over the last couple of years that you can never have too many backup quarterbacks. You never know what's going to happen. And I feel like he has enough upside to where he could step up and do more than that. Um, I, I'm kind of curious to see where uh, LaShawn Daniels Jr. goes. Okay. I, I, you know, he's a little bit small, like at 5'11", but he's 222. So he has some size to him. Yeah, I think he's more than likely a, a, an undrafted free agent. But by the same token, uh, he's a guy who I could see going in the late sixth, maybe even seventh round. Uh, I think there's going to be a run on running back somewhere in the middle of this. And I think Daniels is a guy who get caught up towards the end of the draft. Um, I, I think overall, you're you're looking at you know probably your high side is going to be a guy like Desmond King, free safety, uh, you say free safety quarterback. I think uh, you know he's a guy who a lot of teams are going to be looking at probably late second, early third. Uh, Jaleel Johnson, defensive tackle, probably around the same area. I think I think you know we don't see as many uh, running backs gashing uh, teams the way we used to, aside from Ezekiel Elliott. But that doesn't mean there's not a, a a need for a solid defensive tackle. And I think Johnson can step in and play, maybe not starting minutes. Uh, each and every week, but he's definitely a guy who can get in there on the rotational. And I think George uh, Kittle, uh, a tight end, will probably get some interest as well, probably somewhere in the third or fourth round. Uh, I, I like what I see from him. And, um, you know, he's a guy who uh, I, I think this is a pretty decent tight end class. I mean, overall, yeah. 
So he's not a guy who necessarily leaps out at you, but I like what I've seen from him on film, uh, and, and I feel like he's you know, a guy who can catch the ball but also a willing blocker. And, and I think when you're a tight end and you're not O.J. Howard, you know, you've got to be willing to get in the mud and, and knock people around. And I do feel like uh, not only is Kittle willing to do that, but at 6'4", 247, I think he's at, he, he's more than able to do it. So I, I think you'll see some guys go in the middle rounds and then, you know, the guys I mentioned, like Beathard, I think are really interesting people to watch towards the end of the draft, um, maybe even an undrafted free agency. Those are, those are guys he and Daniels, I think, could make teams, even if they don't get drafted uh, this weekend. Good stuff. Hey, Andrew, always good catching up with you. We'll uh, try to track you down next week after everything has settled. We figure out exactly how this draft is shaken out. Enjoy it over the weekend. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Have a good one. That's Andrew Garda, Sports on Earth. Give him a follow on Twitter as well, at Andrew underscore Garda. Easy for me to say, as we'll take a break. Come back on the other side. Well, we talked about three of the locals. We left one off the board. That's the Green Bay Packers coming up here in just a little bit. We got Evan Western stopping by. We'll take a deep dive inside the Packers. Yesterday it was the Vikings. Today the Packers Get the time. We'll talk about that coming up with Evan as we roll through. It's a Tuesday. Jimmy B and TC from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to three, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. The weather's warming up, and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Kubota's Orange Opportunity Sales Event is going on now. Take on all kinds of jobs around your property with a Kubota BX Series subcompact tractor. The Kubota BX is gentle on turf, but has the power and versatility to handle a wide range of garden and yard chores. Now get financing as low as 0% APR for up to 84 months. Now through May 31st, 2017. Call toll free 1-800-794-4992 for details about cost and terms. Come see Jake at Capital City Equipment in Des Moines, just off I-80 on 2nd Avenue. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900, save thousands hiring is the most challenging part of my job it's really hard the searching the sorting through resumes most people don't have the right experience we started using zip recruiter about three months ago right from the start you could tell it was going to make hiring a lot easier one click and my job was posted to a hundred plus job boards all the top sites all of the candidates came to my dashboard and it's easy to compare them thumbs up if i like them thumbs down if i didn't no emails and attachments, printing up docs, phone calls, none of that. And I couldn't believe the number of great applicants we got. I had the person we needed within one week. I don't know how we hired before ZipRecruiter. 
Whether you're looking to fill one position or 20, find the best candidates with ZipRecruiter, where your job is just one click away from 100-plus job sites. ZipRecruiter, the fastest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash talent. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash talent. ZipRecruiter.com slash talent. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A. DirecTV select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B. Monthly fees for Wi-Fi gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C. Reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services with then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet equipment, on return on their fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Hi, folks. Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. All right. Welcome back once again. Jimmy B and TC continuing on here. The Big Talker 1700. TC running solo today. Talking more NFL draft. We took a look uh, around the Midwest. We talked Bears. We talked Vikings. We talked Chiefs. We didn't hit the Green Bay Packers earlier with Andrew Garda. The reason for that, our next guest, Evan Tex Western, who joins us right now on the Draft House 50 hotline, getting into the Packers. What's going on, Evan? Hey, Trent, just getting ready for the draft. All excited for Thursday night. Yeah, should be a fun one. The Packers sitting there with a selection late in the first round at number 29. Before we delve into the draft, uh, the offseason as a whole for the Packers, we heard right at the end of the season, Aaron Rodgers kind of let it be known that he'd like to see them do a little bit more via free agency, those kind of things. And in typical Ted Thompson fashion, they didn't do a whole heck of a lot. Yeah, I think um, they, they they did what they normally do. They let their guys that uh, price themselves out of their market go, guys like T.J. Lang going to Detroit. Um, they brought back guys that they felt are really important, like Nick Perry, for example. 
But uh, they did go out and make that, that one big move signing Martellus Ben at the tight end, and I think that's going to be a real big move moving forward. Um, I think he's a more complete player than they had last year in Jared Cook at the tight end position. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that uh, the, the addition of him and Lance Kendricks from L.A., um, that's going to make for some a lot of two tight end sets in Green Bay on offense this year, which is something I think Packers fans are going to be excited about. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, Bennett, there is no doubting the guy's ability. There is doubting, though, Sometimes what's exactly going around inside the old noggin up there? Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to have a sit-down and talk with Martellus a little bit about the expectations over there. You know, I, I think they they probably already set the expectations a little <laughs> bit now that uh, workouts have, have come up. But, you know, Bennett's a really interesting guy. He's He's got a lot going on on the field and a lot going on off the field. You know, he's written kids' books. He's put out albums. He's really an, an interesting guy to uh, to read up on and and find out more about, but um, he, he and Mike Daniels, the Iowa guy, who I know you know well, yeah. um, those two guys are, are very much uh, like-minded when they get on the football field. They're, they're all business once they get between the lines, and I think that's something that's going to endure Bennett to the Packers. Daniels is a little bit different, though. He's just a nerd. He likes uh, the comic books and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah, that's actually something that, uh, that those two guys, I think, will, uh, will bond over, too, is, is Bennett's got a little bit of that side of him, too. Well, with that, we uh, turn our attention over to the draft, and I'll tell you, you you look at the need positions after what happened with the secondary decimated a year ago. Now Micah Hyde, another Iowa guy, makes his way to Buffalo. Uh, They're looking defense. Is it strictly defensive backfield there at 29, or are there a myriad of different things they could be looking at at that spot? No, and honestly, I would be more – I'd be more surprised if they pick a defensive back instead of pass rusher at 29. Mm. I think uh, edge rusher is probably the way they're going to go, in large part because there's really not much depth behind Nick Perry and Clay Matthews, and they plan on playing Matthews quite a bit inside this year again, uh, moving them around kind of all over the defense. So I think you need a little infusion of talent there uh, for depth purposes um, at the edge rusher position. Certainly cornerback is going to be on the table. Um, they, they, they certainly need a, a, a body or two there at some point. But um, with how deep this, this draft is at, at corner, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that comes in rounds two or three instead of sitting there at the, the 29th pick. Well, there is a whole lot of depth we know at that position, and, and that's been talked about a lot, the depth of, at defensive back where you can got, get guys, and especially even quarterbacks later on in this draft uh, with the depth that is there. Uh, a couple of names I want to throw at you and just get your thoughts on them and, and how they would fit in. I want to start with Jabril Peppers. and Yesterday there was the diluted sample some people think that's going to impact where he goes. I just continue to struggle in seeing how Peppers is going to be able to fit in to an NFL scheme or if you're going to allow him to just be the different kind of player that he was. What do you think of the connection with Jabril Peppers and Green Bay? I'm with you on that one. I, I, I still think he's a man without a position. I think your best bet for him is to plug him in almost in that Micah Hyde role where you play him at the slot corner, you play him a little bit of safety, kind of put him all over the place, and then you put him back there on punt returns as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, as, you know, he's certainly got physical tools, but I just don't know that, um, that he's really got the, um, the skills, the football skills, to really stand out at any one particular position. With that, uh, let's stick in your home state of Wisconsin. Little boy, not real little, T.J. Watt, <laughs> J.J.'s little brother, I Boy, watching that guy at Wisconsin last couple of years, you, you, you'd figure, all right, well, it's the name and that's about it. That kid was a playmaker as well. 
I'm sure it would be a welcome sight for many Packers fans as well to see a Watt boy stayed at home this time. Your thoughts on TJ? Yeah, it's funny because Packers fans are split a little bit on the on the Watt camp. You've got a handful of, of people who, you know, who, who are Wisconsin fans and would love to see him come, you know, come to Green Bay um, because of that connection. Then you've got the group that, that aren't necessarily Badger fans, um, and and they kind of are split from the other Packers fans, thinking that they're, they're just homers and are only wanting Watt because uh, because of the connection. I'm I'm torn because I actually really like him both as a player and I love the fact that he's a Wisconsin guy. Um, he's a perfect fit in the Packers' defense. He played in a 3-4 at Wisconsin, so he, he doesn't have to make a transition from defensive end to outside linebacker. He's already got those, those skills, that, that team fit there. Um, and I think as, as far as a prospect, he's got so much room to grow because he's really only played linebacker for two seasons. So I think his ceiling is, is, is higher higher than, than just about any other edge rusher in this class. And personally, I'd be thrilled if he's the pick at 29, not just because I'm a Wisconsin alum, but also because I think he's going to be a heck of a player in the NFL. We're talking with Evan Tex Western and taking a look at the Green Bay Packers with the draft kicking off on Thursday night. Well, defensive backfield, a, a need position. What about running back? Uh, could running back be a spot they look at late in the first round? Or again, with the depth of this running back class, is that something they're going to wait on? Maybe try to find a couple of guys later on or somebody more in that second, third, four round range? I'll just tell you right now, I will be shocked if they draft a running back at 29. I, I don't see it happening. I think time and again the Packers have proven that they just don't uh, put enough emphasis on that position to warrant a first-round pick. I could see a day-two pick, maybe more likely uh, the third round than the second round. There's a couple of guys in that kind of mid-round conversation that, that are interesting, I think, for the Packers. Um, and the wild card here is Joe Mixon. Uh, the Oklahoma guy with the you know the video of, of him punching the girl, that's going to be really interesting to see where that goes because the Packers brought him in for a visit mainly to, to kind of do interviews and, and check up on him because he wasn't at the combine. But um, it'll be interesting to see where he goes because that um, I, I don't think I don't know if the Packers have ruled him out or not, um, but certainly they've done some research on him, and uh, that seems like a possibility. He's the type of running back physically that uh, that Ted Thompson likes to go for, so. We'll see how the off-field uh, issues affect the Packers' view of him. Ted Thompson has uh, hit it out of the park. Perfect. 12 for 12 drafting a defensive lineman every year that he's been leading the Green Bay Packers draft. Does it continue this year? I think it does. Um, and it's not a top-heavy class. There's not a whole lot of guys in round one or two that are going to be there. But uh, one guy who I, I do really like in round two is Chris Wormley out of Michigan. A lot of Big Ten guys this, this year for some reason. Uh, that I like in Green Bay. But Wormley, I think, is a perfect fit for, for what the Packers need. They don't really have uh, that outside end in that 3-4 um, opposite Mike Daniels that, that can really hold up and, and let them run that, that three-man line very often. So I think Wormley would be a great fit. Uh, if he's not there, I think you look to, to probably day three for, um, for alignment at some point. But I do think they'll grab one uh, at some point in the draft this weekend. All right, last thing for you, Evan. We're talking Packers with Evan Tex Western, the Acme Packing Company, part of SB Nation with us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Uh, the Packers schedule came out a week ago Thursday. Just an overview, your thoughts on it as you uh, got a peek. Yeah, I think uh, the, the big thing that you notice right off the bat is it starts out tough. Uh, the Packers open up with Seattle at home in week one, and then they go to Atlanta to open up the Falcons' new stadium in week two on Sunday night. So, Kind of reaped it last year when they went to Minnesota and opened up, opened up U.S. Bank yeah. Stadium in, in week two. So 
So that it, it's certainly going to be a tough first month or so. Um, they've also got the Cowboys there in week five uh, in, in Dallas. So that will be a tough game as well. After kind of that week five, uh, things start to, to get a little bit more manageable. Um, there's no weird long homestands road trips like there were last year. And we're just really, really happy to have a week eight bye because last year the Packers had their bye in week four, got it out of the way, and then had a, a real tough 12 over 13 weeks slog to the rest of the season. So having that bye in the middle of the season is a very welcome change from last year. Good stuff. Hey, Evan, always great talking NFL with you, talking the Packers. For people who uh, want to get involved, get ready for Thursday night, looking at the Packers, let them know where they can go. It's uh, just acmepackingcompany.com. You can follow us on Twitter, acmepackingco, or you can get me on Twitter at TexWestern. Awesome stuff. Thanks, Evan. We'll talk again soon. Thanks a lot, Trent. Go Pack Go. Evan Western with us on the Draft House 50 hotline. Packers picking at 29, and Evan said it'd be a surprise to him if they go running back in that spot. Interesting. few mock drafts are out there. It's always better to go to people that know a little bit more. That's usually inside the team, like a guy like Evan is. We'll come back on the other side. Time to talk with Wolfgang. Plenty to decipher with him. That comes up as we roll through. On a Tuesday, it's Jimmy B and TC. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC. Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker. 1700 KBGG. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Like all of you out there, Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. He would flip-flop all night long, wake up with a sore neck or maybe a headache, or feel like he needed a nap, even though he'd slept eight hours. When Mike invented my pillow, he wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. Mike does all of his own manufacturing right here in the United States and offers a 10-year warranty. You could wash and dry my pillow and don't forget there is a 60-day money-back guarantee and here's their best offer ever for a limited time go to mypillow.com or call 800-951-4694 and use promo code des moines to take advantage of mike's four-pack special you'll get 50 percent off two my pillow premium pillows and two go anywhere pillows and free shipping Don't let a flooded basement ruin your possessions. Save big on reliable Campbell Hausfeld sump pumps now at Menards. A one-third horsepower cast iron sump pump moves up to 3,600 gallons of water an hour. Its vertical float switch is tested to over a million cycles. On sale only $89. Save big on Campbell Hausfeld sump pumps and everything else for your home. Now during Menards Spring Catalog Sale. Save big money at Menards. You can learn to DIY just about anything. Hey gang, today I'm going to show you how to deep fry a turkey. Now we're going to need some bubbling hot oil and a fat and a few helpers, so I grabbed the kids. After all, some things are better left to the pros, like buying a home. Because without an expert to guide you from open house to closing, you could be headed for a meltdown. 
now that the bird is cooking, let's take a power nap. So DIY yourself a favor and get Realtor. Head to Realtor.com slash Get Realtor today. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Tonight, the voice is live and the fate of the final 12 is in your hands. So use those hands to grab your apps, (laughs) vote live, and let your voice be heard, America. Okay, who is going to get your instant save and make it to the top 11? You know what? I want them all to stay. Then after the voice, it is a new comedy from Tina Fey and Robert Carlock. Two of the very funny minds behind 30 Rock. And they are putting those minds to good use. Mm -hmm. It is the premiere of Great. Great news tonight, right after The Voice, live on NBC. That's one way to say it. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Time once again to talk with Wolfgang. We got plenty of time. We can stretch this thing out. And that's always a good thing because I'm a little windy. And Wolfgang, you're very windy. Oh, I'm gas baggy, baby. <laughs> I take that as a compliment. I'm gas baggy. Yes, absolutely. And, and I need your help today. So more of you, less of me today. How's that sound? It's the first time it's ever been good that more of me and less of you yes. is better. So yeah. I appreciate Wow, this is this is great. This feels good. Say that again. Can I hear you say that again, Mr. Pneumonia? All right. Wolfgang, we need more of you less of me today oh my goodness i'm gonna put a i'm gonna get that in a fat head and put it on my ceiling man no, but so some freaks put mirrors on their ceiling right, no, right. no i put i'm gonna put a fat head of trent condon's quote of uh more of me and less of him wow. that's how i work that I work. put put that up there right next to your brad banks uh fat head and you'll be good to go in the basement <laughs> i'm a freak i'm a freak well uh speaking of brad banks uh there doesn't appear to be a brad banks in the works over in iowa city right you now son of a Friday night at Kinnick Stadium. Wolfgang, the Hawkeyes don't have a quarterback. What the bleep are you talking about, Trent? Okay, I'll admit, okay, I didn't see most of the spring game, but 63 to 47, we put up 110 (laughs) points on offense, man. Uh, 110 points on offense. Eat it, Greg Davis, okay? That's what I'm talking about. When I said I wanted Brian Ferentz, as our new offensive coordinator, this is what I saw coming. 110 points put up. Love it, Trent. I got bad news for you, Wolfgang. Uh, you know, this was not the offense putting up these points. This was a, a game that was put together, and the numbers and the points that you could accumulate come from both offensive and defensive. Those numbers you're talking about, they actually came from the defense. that was. Yeah, you're you and I fan. You're you and I fan, uh, so you can spin this any way you want. Okay, okay Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're in the no-spin no factor right now, okay? <laughs> All right. 110 points. How are you going to doubt that, okay? 63 to 47. I love it. And I'm kidding, obviously. I watched the whole game, um, 
and thank you. I just literally, I think the Polk County iClub is coming to town today, Trent, and I would go if I could, but um, got a birthday party to to attend, but I would love to freaking go. Um, So everybody go out there. Um, I don't even know where it is. All right, give them a plug, but um, check that out if you want to go there. But I, I just, the offense seemed yeesh. As as you would say, it was just it was a little bit crazy, and I don't even understand how they did this point system. I, I wrote it down because I wanted to find out. Uh, TD was worth six points. Mm-hmm. Explosive plays. Now this is what we've talked about in the past. You're a, you're an analytics guy. Explosive plays were worth three points, which is cool that the coaches are putting um, a factor on that because that is huge. And if you read analytics, and that was. Two years ago, probably I read that. They were saying that explosive plays were just about as important as turnovers. Did you read that? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And for uh, people who don't know the explosive plays, 16 yards for a passing play, 12 yards for a running play is what constituted an explosive play. How many explosive plays do we see, Wolfgang? <laughs> Do you know what? Now this is really funny. No, I no, it's not really funny. I don't mean it's funny, funny, ha ha. But what would would this scoring system help us more? I would say less. In a, in an actual game, if it was played like this, yeah, this would help us less. I'm sitting here looking at it. Let me let me okay. tell the people because you got pneumonia. Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks for helping. Let me tell you this. So we got TDs worth six points on offense, explosive plays worth three points, first downs one point, um, PATs one point, and field goals three points. Mm -hmm. And then on defense, we got TDs worth seven. Um, So our man Gervais, or Gervais, or whatever, you want to explain it to me? I've heard it Chuck Long say it once. I've heard Gary Dolphin say it another way. I've heard, uh, what's his name? Gervais, Gervais, what is it? Well, let's let's find it officially because I've I've said it. Gervais, you look for that while I, I talk. And I'll break down the defense. Yep, I'm going to find the official roster here on Hawkeye Sports. Okay, so it's Gervais or Gervais or Gervase. I think. I mean, I mean, Chuck Long was calling him uh, all sorts of things. I mean, he called him. I think uh, Damon Hughes at one point. But anyway, <laughs> defense TD seven. You get seven points. Takeaways four points. Three and outs two points for the defense. Sacks, three points. Um, sudden change equals four, which I'm not sure what that means. Um, sudden change for the defense equals four points. What does that mean? I have no idea, and this makes me giggle a little bit, if, like Colin Cowherd, for instance, Trent Conan, were looking at Iowa's spring game because he loves to bash us, and I understand he did it again. He did it again, from what I understand. I was reading somebody's... Tweet line, Twitter line, and you know, and he was making fun of Iowa again. But the sudden change, four points. What does that mean? Do you have any idea, Trent? Is that a three and out, a forced turnover, what, something like that? Man, I don't know. That's why I don't know why. What will be funny is if we read some, some, some of these websites and some of these magazines, because you know, a lot of people do a lot of homework, mm-hmm. and some people don't, and just mail it in. And if they see that Iowa had a 63 to 47 game oh, yeah. in the spring game, With and the they're like, "Look out, Iowa's offense is coming, baby." <laughs> you know it'll happen at some point. You know it'll happen at some point. That'll happen. All right, I found the uh, pronunciation of Jake 
Gervas. So I think Chuck was right. So here we go. Here's the pronunciation guide, and I think it's going to play here. Let's listen and see if this actually plays. You ready? I am. Let me click here. So you said Gervas, and it's G. Boy, that's me. That was ugly. I don't know what happened there. (laughs) That went crazy. Gee, many Christmas. Okay, so Uh, where were we? Gervas. Okay, you want me to go or you want to go? Gervas. You got it? Gervas. Okay, you want me to go first or you want to go? No, go. We're, okay. we're rolling. We're rolling. Oh, we're, we're rolling? No, we're, rolling. We're, we're staying. I like we're, this. We're I like the disaster. real, the reality TV show, the reality radio show. Is there such a thing as a reality radio show? Because I think we just add one. It's real every day with you and me, Wolf. <laughs> so it's Gervas. Gervas, correct. Okay, it's Gervas. I want everybody to know that because the Chuck and, and the, the guy from Eastern Iowa kept saying it different ways. So we got this. Everybody listen. It's Gervas, okay? Gervas. But uh, what were you going to say? I don't remember. <laughs> I got no idea either. That threw me off. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of Brian Ferentz and his offense. You and are, huh? I, Yeah, I think that's – I think they made the right pick there. I will be honest with you, and I'm, I'm kind of joking here. I really, truly believe the guy is going to get it done, and you can't just give him one year to, to fix what Greg Davis did what Greg Davis did to this offense that made me, okay, Wolfgang, a Hawkeye fan, want to go to the bathroom on offense. You can't ex- – I can't tell you enough how ridiculous that is. On offense, I want to go to the bathroom because I can't stand to watch it. It's going to be interesting what Brian Ferentz does. I've told you before, I think he's a freaking stud. I love him. To be honest with you, I have a little bit of a connection with my sister and a friend and a friend, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to go into that on that, but I, I'm a little biased here. I love the guy. I love Kirk, and I love Brian. And I don't think he just got the job because he was Kirk's son. I really don't. And he will have – it'll be interesting to hear your opinion on this because a lot of people had a problem with O'Keefe over the years. He's going to have him in the booth, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So, so Keith will be able to look down, tell Brian what he's seeing. Brian's seeing things on the field, looking guys in the eyes, seeing what they're seeing in terms of are they confident, are they not confident, are they feeling it, are they amped, are they ready to go, are they not ready to go. Um, so I think this is a perfect scenario for a Kirk Ferentz offense, and we have to talk about that. What is the perfect scenario for a Kirk Ferentz offense? I think it's his son and Ken O'Keefe. Is it going to happen this year? Probably not, and it didn't happen during the spring game, and it was, boy, and we'll get to the quarterbacks in a second, but do you agree with that? What's the perfect scenario for an offense for Kirk Ferentz? If you like Kirk Ferentz, which I know you do, Mm -hmm. I know you do, Trent Conan. Yes. I know you like Kirk Ferentz, and I know you believe in him, and you believe he's a good coach for Iowa. Some coaches couldn't come here and do it. Correct. He did. Okay? Hayden Fry did. There are a lot of coaches that couldn't. So it depends on how you define a coach. How do you define a good coach? Okay? What did Saban do at Michigan State? Not much. Right? Got him to a citrus bowl, right? Yeah, congratulations. Go drink, you know, go drink some fruit juice. Has taken over a pretty rough time too there at the end of uh, at the end of Perlis, right? Is that where he came in from? 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, no, and I, I'm not bashing him at all. He's an unbelievable coach. Would I want to work for him? Absolutely not. I'd much rather work for Kirk Ferentz, a guy that believes in you and says, hey, you know, Parker, you do your thing. I believe in you. But I'm going to come over and give you my advice and tell you what I think that I want to do. Or Brian Ferentz, okay, Brian, I'm going to give you the, the go-ahead. Um, here comes Ken O'Keefe. Here's a guy that you know, that you played for. Um, you guys are going to have a good relationship. So I like that. I think it's a good setup. Do you not? Quickly, a, a quick sidebar, because I, I hadn't realized this, this, and this is shocking to me. Okay, I, I love this sh- at all. I, excuse me. I love stuff that's shocking to you because yeah. I don't believe it, because well, you, you know about everything. You brought up Saban, and I brought. I looked at his resume and what he did there, you know, a couple of six and sixes and stuff before the 9-2 and two season in the Citrus Bowl uh, before he went to LSU. Do you realize, though, the year before he got there, George Perlis' last season, that Michigan State went 0-11? No. I, I don't remember that one bit. They were 0-11. No, I don't remember that, and I loved Michigan State's last season because a lot of people don't realize, Trent, and I know you know this, Yeah, there's a lot of bitterness between Iowa's coaching staff and Michigan State's coaching right. staff with some of what Iowa has. Um, they've gotten the recruits over Michigan State and what they've said. I know you've heard that stuff, and I can't come up with the – exact quotes or or stuff of what the quotes of the players have said when you know i basically i think they said kirk was going to be gone after when they were what p and purple or p and green what was that uh rabdo yeah yeah you know what and i don't blame kirk for having a big time problem with that okay a big time problem with that so i can't stand michigan state they may be because i don't hate iowa state at all don't freaking hate them. They're flyover country. We're all flyover country. Love. I got family that are Iowa State fans, blah, blah, blah. We talk about it. I want them to be good. I want to be able to talk about something, Trent. I want to be able to, you know, do all that. But if that's, you know, if Michigan State is negative recruiting, I understand why Kirk gets that look. And he, sometimes he gets that look, and I freaking love it, Trent. <laughs> he, you know what I mean? He chews his gum hard. Yes. Chews his gum hard. And let me tell you, Brian Ferentz, I love him. I think he's a stud. I think he's going to get it done, whether it's done this year or not. I don't know. I'm not sure. We're going to have to see if the wide receivers, I think we're going to need two true freshman wide receivers to play. Yep. Agree there. Absolutely. I mean, because even best case scenario, Vandenberg comes back and he's 100%. Germanique Smith figures out his academic issues. He's back. He's ready to roll. Even with that, you're still light at the position. I mean, Adrian Falconer, he had a chance for the biggest play of the day Friday night, and he drops the football. But are we going to hold that for him? Are we going to hold that against him forever? No, we. I don't think we should. We should. And that's what Kirk does. No, hey Trent, that's what Kirk does with running backs to fumble. And All hey, right. Akram Wadley, pretty good, right? Yeah. Adrian Falconer also last year had a big opportunity in the game against Michigan, dropped a two point conversion. <laughs> you don't get many shots, and you're dropping yeah, the ball. Right. How many more shots are you going to get? So. You got that. Young, I think he'll be fine, but you need more than that. You need more than that. Where was Nick Easley? We're, we're hearing all these great things exactly. about Nick Easley. He was nowhere to be found. You're absolutely right. You need some of these wide receivers that are coming in to play right away. Brandon Smith is a guy everyone's talking about, the six foot three kid from down in Mississippi. They think they got an Ooh. absolute steal there. 
You're in love with Max Cooper from Wisconsin. You're all about him. I think Marquise, maybe he has a chance. He'll be a physical guy from over in Illinois. He's got the lineage. So there's a myriad of different ways that you can go, but at the very least, they got to find a couple of guys that are ready to play starting in August. Well, I love it. And do we have to go to commercial? Because, you know, I blab. You blab, I blab, we all blab. We'll take a break. We'll come back on the other side. More Hawkeye talk. Wolfgang wants to uh, get into a few other things, including the NBA and Fred Hoiberg. A bad look, the way he was denigrating Isaiah Thomas. Weird. We'll get to that a little bit later on as we continue on here. Wolfgang in for the full hour. Jimmy B and TC here on the Big Talker 1700 from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Can you finish this little ad phrase? BMW, the ultimate... Right, most people know it's the ultimate driving machine. But this message isn't about BMW. It's about how your memory works. Why is it you remember certain ad messages and literally hundreds of songs that you never set out to memorize? That's the power of sound. It can make a good tune or a good idea stick. Now here's a question. Would you like to learn the five secrets of making a message for your business sticky? You know, memorable and powerful? Then just call us and ask to speak to our ad strategy manager. He'd be glad to share them with you. No obligation. The good thing is, with radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then when someone's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio. The power of sound. Hi, this is Marcus Pitts. If you'd like to learn the five secrets of a powerful campaign, just call me here at the station. 331-9200. We're glad to share them. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. 1700 KBGG, Des Moines, Accumula Station. Big news, big talk, and big sports. This is Jim Rome with a CBS Sports Minute brought to you by Kidda. Smart, simple security. No disrespect to any of the remaining teams, but we may as well just give the Larry O'Brien trophy right now.